Welcome to the Resilient Rainer, the premier podcast focused on mental performance for equestrians and improved horse show performance. Whether you're a rookie rainer or a seasoned competitor, this show is for riders who want to take their skills to the next level and achieve their full potential in the show ring. I'm Nicole Burnett, and I'm a master mindset coach who's obsessed with helping you achieve all those horse dreams you always thought were impossible. Join me each week to develop a show-ready mindset and gain the competitive edge you need to compete with confidence. Hey there, podcast land and YouTube, because this week I am doing something a little bit different and I am doing a video podcast. So you get me and my face. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, you get the same fabulous audio, but just branching out a little bit this week, try something new. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, say hi. If you are listening to the podcast, leave a comment. I love when you guys, I really appreciate, it really helps out the podcast. If you just scroll down, rate it five stars. And leave a little comment about something that you liked about this episode. So let me know. And so today, I've been catching myself in this particular manifestation of a limiting belief. All of these things that like float around in the back of our minds, they show up in kind of unexpected ways. And the one that's been coming up for me is a version of... You know the old saying, did you ever hear this when you were a kid? The saying goes, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing right. Have you ever heard that? I don't honestly remember where I first heard that, but it's kind of a cultural saying that if something is worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I do think that it comes up quite a bit in the Western community as well, where people basically saying, do a good job, care about what you do. It's kind of weird because at the same time, there's that gritty, get her done, bailing twine and duct tape kind of thing. But I'm sure you've heard that saying, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I think I really took that to heart (laughs) as a kid because I describe myself as a recovering perfectionist where I know that things don't have to be perfect to be, you know, worthwhile. And I have worked really hard as an adult to good enough is good enough, all right, (laughs) to let some things go. And that in order to truly put my time, my energy, and really create the best job and the best value I can in certain things, I can't be the best at everything because I end up shortchanging things that I care more about. So let me give an example. If I am wiping off the table after dinner, I can get a damp cloth and I can wipe off the top. And then I can wipe down the four legs of the table. Then I can get a Q-tip and start cleaning the trim pieces. And I could clean under the table and I can make sure that you know, the edges of the wood, because it's not just as thin as a sheet of paper, right? There's 
a margin from the top to the bottom. I can clean all of that. I can clean everything. I can lift up each of the table legs and wipe off any dirt and dog hair and all of that junk. That would be an example of really taking to heart that anything that's worth doing is worth doing right. When most days, honestly, all I need to do is just wipe off the top of the table. That's good enough. And it's so interesting because this sort of belief is really a fallacy and a limiting belief. It's such a trap because this has both all or nothing thinking and it has perfectionism. So, I mean, we've got a lot going on in this phrase. So, at its core, all or nothing thinking. And you could think of this as black or white thinking, all or nothing thinking. This is a cognitive distortion. This is a mental framework where things are either going to be totally perfect or a complete failure. And there's no middle ground. This thought process is like if you look at the world through a lens that only recognizes extremes. So for instance, in our horseback riding, If you are not the best in your field, if you are not the world champion barrel racer, if you are not the winner of the NRHA fraternity, you're nothing. You're a total failure. And this absolutely neglects the myriad of successes and progress that you've made. It might be like if you're number two, might as well be zero. This adage of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. This can be so ingrained in us from an early age that it has this undertone of perfection. It really suggests that only flawless execution is valuable, right? It really suggests that, doesn't it? It really suggests that only if you can do this perfectly is it worthwhile. That's the only way it's going to have value. Anything less than utter perfection is just inadequate, right? It really has that implication. And this belief can be so paralyzing. This can lead to procrastination. This can lead to avoidance of tasks if your success isn't guaranteed. And this mindset, it absolutely overlooks a really crucial aspect of just human growth and learning. And that is the value of effort, the value of progress, the value from the learning that happens when we make a mistake. Mistake in quotes. And this is so important because I know I was catching myself thinking, as I said, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I was thinking about certain things in my business. I have so many things that I want to do for my clients. And I have so many ideas for masterclasses and, you know, and a book and the social media, all of these different things. And I was starting to fall into the trap of if I can't do everything and I can't do it perfectly, it doesn't count. And in my horse riding, I see this all the time where people specifically kind of under enter where They could show at a certain level, but they're worried about if they can handle it. They're worried about the placings they're going to get. They're worried about, you know, all of this stuff. And so they'll enter at a lower level than they could be competing. 
because they're afraid. It's a fear. They can't guarantee success. And the other place you'll see it is people will avoid entering at all, right? They'll not enter a show. They'll not compete at all because they are concerned about being able to have that perfect run, which we're human. Horses are horses. (laughs) Does a perfect run exist? And that can be really, really hard. It can absolutely be paralyzing where you just end up doing nothing. You end up not riding, let alone competing, because it's not going to be perfect. And riding and training horses is a very messy business, right? You're learning things. Your horse is learning things. You're developing skills. It's not perfect. You can be making progress every day and still be making mistakes in quotes every day, right? Because you're trying to work on a transition. You know, you get it 1% better than it was the day before and you still kind of fumble through it a few times as well. And so both can be true that you can be making progress and it can be a little messy. That's totally normal, but it can be deeply uncomfortable and really lead to just paralysis if you think that if I'm going to do it, I have to do it right. There's also definitely a little bit of a sense of immediacy in there as well. I've noticed that it's been really good for me to be working with my young horse, the baby. So he is coming two-year-old. Because of his age, the appropriate way to handle him is in shorter sessions, right? I'm not going out and riding a long yearling for an hour. That's not how it works, right? And so I'll go out and spend 15, 20 minutes doing stuff with them. And it's been so good for me because when I have an, like, an older horse or a finished horse, I like to ride. They like to do their job. It's really easy to be like, we're going to get on. We're going to work on XYZ today. And we're going to have a nice warm up and cool down with walking and some trotting. And we've got like this full hearty thing, right? The other thing is that when I was a kid, I was taught that you always had a 10-minute walk warm up and a 10-minute walk cool down. That was just what I was taught when I was a kid. That's 20 minutes right there, right? (laughs) And then you throw in 30, 40 minutes of active riding and training and you get an hour, you know, just like that. In my mind, that was the standard. And so it can be really challenging to think, What if I did 30 minute rides? Can I accomplish what I need to do in 30 or 40 minutes? What does that look like? What would it look like to get in and get out? Maybe some days are still an hour because an extra 20 minutes of walking around, it's great, right? Circle the property, get some fresh air, build a relationship. Doesn't hurt anything. But there are a lot of times when life gets busy. And maybe you don't have hours to do the full routine. So it can be a whole mental hurdle to say, I have time for a 30-minute ride, maybe a 40-minute ride. Can I get something of value done in 30 minutes? Or, gosh, I have 20 minutes that I can work my horse today. What can I do that's going to be valuable? And if you have that limiting belief inside you of, If something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. If what that means to you is 
I need a full hour or there's no point in doing this, you're going to have such a hard time because one, life is life and you're probably not always going to have the perfect full hour every single day. Two, I think horses appreciate mixing up the routine as much as we do, right? Some days a 20 minute, some days a 40 minute, some days an hour, right? It keeps it, keeps it more fresh. And three, it's so much more mentally healthy to say, this is the time I have. I can use that in a healthy and effective way. Instead of saying, I can't be perfect at this. I can't have the perfect ride today. So I'm not even going to go to the barn. What's the point? Well, then it's like two months later and you haven't ridden your horse because life. It's so important to be able to look at things from a more neutral, really healthy perspective of this is the time I have. I can make progress. Maybe on a 20-minute day, maybe you get on and you work on being really soft and just bending and moving body parts at slow speed. Maybe you lunge them, right? But you can still do something of value. And so it's been so good for me personally to have a baby where I try on not to go over 20 minutes, usually minimum of about 10. But if we're done at 10 or 15 minutes, that's great. If I go out there and I ask him to do a few things on the ground and he's like just being really soft and really giving, we're just done. And it's been so good for me. And that's been such a great like reset almost for my mind of I can get something done. I can really pick out a tiny goal of we're going to work on because there's always a million and one things you can do with your horse. But to really pick out we're going to do this one thing as our main goal today. Great. You know, and occasionally every couple of weeks we'll be done in five minutes because he just knocked it out of the park. But most of the time, 10 to 20 minutes. And it's great. That's been so valuable to me. So if you've never done that, maybe over the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving week here. So this can be a really great challenge for you sometime over the holidays because with Thanksgiving, with Christmas, with New Year's, there's nothing wrong with taking time off. Rest is important. And if you want to give yourself a little challenge when you're feeling maybe strapped for time, do something like this where give yourself a week where you just say, what can I do in 20 minutes? What can I do on the ground? What can I do in the saddle? What can I do with a really like short and sweet window with my horse? And how can I mentally think about it in a way that values it and takes advantage of it instead of wanting to just throw it in the trash, (laughs) right? So this is so great. And I think this pops up in other areas. Like I know this shows up in my life, for example, are things like exercise, where I will absolutely do the fallacy of, I'll catch myself thinking, if I can't just spend an hour or two at the gym, what's the point? Just, you know, give up. Let's just pass the potato chips. There's no point. Instead of thinking like, gosh, what can I do in 10 minutes today, 20 minutes today? Hmm, I was going to do this routine, but maybe I could do a different routine. Or I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit in a focused workout today, but I can take the kids and we can go on a walk. And it's still getting movement. It's getting fresh air. It's abstracting and removing myself from that all or nothing thinking. It's not falling prey to that fallacy and the trap of, If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. The other place I'll show up for me might be in meditation, 
It's so important. It makes such a massive difference in my life. And if I start getting a little stressed, a little busy, I'll start coming up with a million and one excuses about why I can't and I don't have time. And if I can't do a multi-hour spiritual reset, that what's the point instead of being like, hey, let's take five minutes. So again, this is stuff I totally preach to my clients and teach to my clients as well, because it's so important. And I really get what it's like to have a full and busy life and to really develop that skill and to separate and abstract from all or nothing thinking. So that instead of saying, well, I don't have two hours to meditate. No, no. Okay. But could you do five minutes? Could you do five minutes? Maybe. I bet we could probably do that. And it's such a skill because the mindset shift there is massive. This makes such an impact in your life, in your riding, in reaching your goals with your horse. Because if you fall into this trap of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well, and all the associated perfectionism and black and white thinking, you're going to end up with reduced resilience. And this is the Resilient Rainer podcast. So we're all about resilience around here. Perfectionism and all or nothing thinking, it just erodes and tears away at your resilience. When failure, failure, because if you've been listening for a while, you know, I don't use the F word. We don't, (laughs) I don't believe in failure around here because you're always winning or learning. But when you look at failure as catastrophic, There's no room to bounce back. There's no room to learn from mistakes because it's a catastrophe, it's over, and it's final. There's no resilience in it. It also leaves you with missed opportunities for growth. Embracing imperfections and embracing the learning process, this is so pivotal for any sort of personal and riding development. If you want to get better as a rider, if you want to be effective in training your horse and seeing improvement, you have to embrace the learning process. There's no way around it. And the pursuit of perfection, and perfection is that only acceptable outcome, that's going to hinder this natural growth process. Because again, growth is not linear. Growth does not just look like this. You don't go out every ride and it's a robot that's 10% better. It's like, it's just, if I can do that, I'm trying to show the wave, (laughs) but it's up and down. And that's part of the process. That's super normal. And you also have these mental health risks and these thought patterns, the patterns that you have in your brain when you're thinking all or nothing thinking and perfectionism, this contributes to anxiety, to depression, to burnout. Oh, and that's the worst if you've ever had burnout around horses, because It's just, it's our heart space, right? We do it for fun because we love the horses and we love the sport. And when you put yourself in that box of perfectionism and that's the only possible outcome, you just set yourself up for burnout, which is just heartbreaking. Not that anxiety and depression aren't bad, but we can overlook how that burnout can come from this too. And this thinking creates unrealistic expectations. These unrealistic standards, it leads to self-criticism and just really eats away at your self-esteem. This is going to just do a number on your confidence. So 
what can you do to counteract these beliefs? That's an important thing to address here. Let me give you a couple of things that will help you here so that if you have ever fallen prey to this limiting belief of perfectionism, the first thing is embrace a growth mindset. This is so key. This is the idea that you need to recognize that growth and learning, they're incremental. And every effort, regardless of the outcome, contributes to your development. What that means in terms of your horses is that you're not going to go from an unbroke coming two-year-old to a fraternity champion or a 10-year-old world champion who's been around the block several times. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time and it happens in little steps each day. I'm such a huge proponent of 1% improvement and I need to come up with a catchphrase for the 1% club because it's all about that. Just get 1% better every ride. 1% better. And it is transformational. So embrace that growth mindset. Embrace the learning process. Two, practice self-compassion. This can be surprisingly difficult for a lot of people. You have to understand that perfection is an unattainable standard. It is a standard, okay? It is what we are always striving to be. So instead of beating yourself up for not being perfect at everything, every time, practice self-compassion and acknowledge your efforts and progress. The way to practice self-compassion is you shift your focus from perfection and comparing yourself to perfection at any given moment, excuse me, at every moment. (laughs) And then instead, you lean into focusing on your efforts, focusing on your progress, and acknowledge and feel gratitude for the effort you are putting forth. Acknowledge and feel gratitude for the effort your horse is giving you every ride, every day. Acknowledge your efforts to improve yourself. Acknowledge your horse's efforts because they're out there usually doing their best. So that's a big part of practicing self-compassion. Okay, the third way that you can counteract these beliefs is redefine success. This can be a little new for people, but success, or might even feel counterintuitive when we talk a lot about competition, but success really isn't just about the final outcome. It's absolutely also about the journey. This is one that is really individual for people. But you really have to find joy in the journey and not just in the final outcome. Because it's not saying that we're not trying to win it. You know, you're not saying I'm going to the horse show and I don't want to win a check today. (laughs) No, we're not saying we're saying that it's uncomfortably hollow if that's all that there is. And that having the journey along the way with your horse where you're improving, they're improving, you're learning, they're learning, that is absolutely part of success and part of the fulfillment that keeps you in the sport and keeps you having a good time with your horse. The other thing that happens is that when you can value the process 
and not just the perfect outcome. What I'm really getting at is that this leads to a more fulfilling experience and a more fulfilling and sustainable achievements as well. So food for thought. Okay, and the fourth and final way I'll give you today of how can you counteract this limiting belief of all or nothing thinking, perfectionism, and if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. We'll seek balance. You've got to find a middle ground. You have to find a middle ground where effort and excellence, where they're balanced. One way to think about it is that excellence should be a guideline, not an unyielding rule. Think of it this way. When you're teaching your horse a maneuver or when you're learning a maneuver, when you are learning to do a flying change and you know what a good one looks like, maybe you do, maybe you don't know what a good one feels like, but when you're practicing those changes, we're seeking excellence. That's our guideline. That's our standard that we want to achieve. But do you ride each day until you've achieved an excellent lead change? Or do you ride until you've achieved improvement? That's an example of excellence as a guideline, not an unyielding rule, where you and your horse would not last very long if you had to achieve perfection every ride, every day, every maneuver. Utilize excellence as a guideline, not an unyielding rule for all situations. Okay. So hopefully this has given you some good for a thought. You can always send me a message on social media as well, at Resilient Rainer. And again, please drop a comment. I'd love to hear from you. You can also send me a message if there's a particular topic you would like me to cover on the podcast. So in conclusion for today, this all or nothing mentality that we can have and this you know erroneous belief that something is only worth doing if it's done perfectly. This is not just limiting. It's just so fundamentally flawed. It disregards the richness of our human experience, which is totally filled with so much learning and growth and the resilience that we build through imperfections. As horsemen, when we shift our mindset to value progress over perfection, we can lead more balanced, fulfilling, and mentally healthy lives with our horses. And when you embrace the process, when you value progress over perfection, I see over and over again that that's when you really see the Chopin results that you seek. You really have to shift that mindset to value progress and value the process. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This is great. I love doing this. And thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Leave a comment, rate and review. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week.